Welcome back to the most accurate podcast here for for football. As always, I'm your host, John Daigle, here for the Week 12 Waiver Wire Preview to prepare you for the upcoming fantasy playoffs. As always, the Waiver Wire column is available at 44.com every Monday afternoon and is updated through Wednesday evening to prepare you for those late waivers midweek as well. And when you click on the link this week, you will see that none other than Zach Charbonnet, who is not available in your league, bro, is the number one waiver wire picked up. And it was always going to take a Kenneth Walker injury for Charbonnet to become an every down player. But that's exactly what we saw and what we're expecting moving forward because Walker did suffer a, quote, legit injury to his oblique and is expected to be sidelined not only on Thanksgiving Thursday night against the 49ers, but for possibly multiple games moving forward. And whenever Charbonnet came in as an every down back, once Walker was injured, Charbonnet closed the game, handling 15 of 16 running back carries and six of seven running back targets for the Seahawks for a season high 15.7% target share. Having said that, we should temper our expectations for what Charbonnet will do in this role because Seattle's upcoming schedule is not one we would typically target running backs against, including the 49ers on Thanksgiving night who ranked 23rd in 4-4's schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed tool, the Dallas Cowboys likely pitting the Seahawks in a suboptimal game script, the Niners again, and then the Philadelphia Eagles, who ranked 31st in that aforementioned metric. The good news is Charbonnet's elite receiving skills, which we just talked about, should get him there every week, a la Rashad White, as a matchup-proof back, because we don't care about your running efficiency as long as you are consistently involved in the passing game. And so far, that's exactly what Charbonnet has been. So he is quite clearly the number one player to spend all of your remaining fab on ahead of the fantasy playoffs, just in case Walker gets slapped on injured reserve in the upcoming week. When looking for the number one wide receiver on waiver wires this week, I turn to Jaden Reed because Reed's participation has admittedly been all over the place and impossible to pinpoint. In five games since the Packers buy, he's been under a 60% route rate for them and in the other two games, over an 80% route rate, including more routes than Romeo Dobbs in those two games. But this past week was one where the Packers decided to use him, including for a team-high, tying target share, 15.7%, with Luke Musgrave and Dobbs. And for the first time all season, the Packers also decided to give Reed, a purposeful three carries for 46 rushing yards and a touchdown, including his 32-yard end around that ultimately got him there. But we know Romeo Dobbs so far has depended entirely on touchdowns, including converting seven of his 12 end zone targets, tied for the second most in the league, into touchdowns. So if we think that Dobbs is solely getting there on touchdowns for fantasy points, and Reed is the one who actually can earn a high target share and get there in multiple ways, including getting carries now. Reed is the one I want to target for the rest of the season over Dobbs long-term. 
And it's a good matchup short-term, too, since the Lions have allowed the seventh-highest rate of explosive passes through the air as a defense that any time they've been tested this year, the Lions have just laid down for fantasy points, including against Geno Smith in Week 2, Lamar Jackson for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, Justin Herbert for 330 and four touchdowns, and this past week to Justin Fields, who rushed for over 100 yards as the Bears' offense did whatever they wanted. A sneaky receiver behind Jaden Reed, I think is Tutu Atwell. Because we've already seen this situation with Cooper Cup reportedly battling a low ankle sprain and unclear for the Rams this week and moving forward. And remember, Atwell recorded a 20.5% target share for 14.4 PPR points per game in his first four starts without Cup. And since that time, from week five on, he's been unusable with Cup for fantasy. Just a 12% target share for 6.3 points per game. If we're assuming Cup is out, then Atwell has to return to our starting lineups, especially in this terrific short-term spot against a Cardinal secondary that, as we saw this past week against the Texans, are also allowing opponents to do whatever they want to them through the air. The holidays are right around the corner. And what better way to please your family and the crowd than with HelloFresh's 15-minute meals? With HelloFresh, you can skip that trip to the grocery store and still turn around anything from photo-worthy charcuterie boards to mouth-watering desserts with pre-portioned ingredients that travel straight from the farm to your door. I've enjoyed avoiding that hassle with HelloFresh because all you have to do is pick your favorite meals, decide on a delivery date that works, sit back, and allow the food to come to you. And right now, HelloFresh is offering free breakfast for life. That's right, free breakfast for life. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash MostAccurateFree and use the code MostAccurateFree to receive one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. Again, that's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash MostAccurateFree using the code MostAccurateFree. It's another reason why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Prize Picks is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, Prize Picks is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their Prize Pick stat projection. It's that easy. Quick withdrawals, an enormous selection of players, and you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. Prize Picks even offers in-game projections. Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together with more A.J. Brown receiving yards or less Jordan Love passing yards. Now it's possible. Just go to prizepicks.com accurate and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. For tight ends, because we did lose Mark Andrews, unfortunately, for the rest of the season, I looked to his direct replacement in Isaiah Likely off the waiver wires. Because in Likely's first two starts for Mark Andrews last year, they clearly went better. A 24-yard touchdown and eight catches for 103 yards. And in his two games this year in place of Mark Andrews, in week one and this past week with Andrews exiting early, it hasn't gone as well. 
a total of one target for four receiving yards. But there are things to attribute his lack of success so far in those two games this year. Not to mention a likely leading Ravens tight ends with the most run blocking snaps he's had all season in week one since that was a game both left tackle Ronnie Stanley and center Tyler Linderbaum also were injured in, forcing likely to stay in line and block instead of getting out. But also this past week for the Ravens, likely coming off the bench unexpectedly and having to play in that Mark Andrews role without prepping for it. And it's not just Andrews' team is missing. Rashad Bateman continues to be a part-time player we are not interested in in fantasy football, and even Odell Beckham landed hard on his shoulder that he was already wearing a brace on pregame and may not be available this week and perhaps a couple more games moving on. So if that's the case, and we are only trusting Zay Flowers moving forward, the Ravens will clearly have no choice but to integrate likely into a more prominent and featured role similar to Mark Andrews' role moving forward. I, Since the Lamar Jackson has also targeted the Ravens' tight ends at a top-five rate in every season, and this year ranks seventh in tight end target rate, likely is still a player I am willing to bet on for the fantasy playoffs and rest of season. And finally, another prominent pickup at wide receiver is Rondell Moore because Zach Wilson's and Michael, Zach Pascal's and Michael Wilson's absences against the Texans this past week elevated both Greg Dortch and Rondell into three wide sets for the same number of routes, 32 apiece and 80% route participation. But even in earning a lesser target share, 3.4% for a 48-yard touchdown, to Dorch's team-high 27.5% share this past week, it's more who I'm betting on long-term since he led the Cardinals with a 66% route participation from the slot. And that's important because Michael Wilson and Zach Pascal have been used out wide for at least 72% of their routes to this point of the season. Not only that, but remember, Michael Wilson was out because he reportedly suffered a setback midweek. So it wasn't just Sunday he may be out. It may be this upcoming game, maybe even beyond week 12 too. And if that's the case, and Pascal is able to return, then we would imagine more slides right back into the slot over Greg Dortch in three wide sets. Moving on to deep cuts though, we obviously can't ignore that Dortch still earned that team-high target share I mentioned, leading the team in receiving yards too. And if that's the case, then maybe since Dortch was used more in the slot under Cliff Kingsbury last year, he did show enough to Jonathan Gannon that he should be involved as more of a rotational player regardless of whether Pascal returns this week or not. So in deeper 12 and 14 team leagues, I'm also willing to pick up Greg Dortch. As for tight ends in deeper leagues, Greg Dulcich is able to come off injured reserve this week. And Sean Payton has clearly been aching for receiving tight end in his system, going as far to draw up plays for undrafted 252-pounder Nate Atkins in the last two games since Adam Troutman has proven to be incapable of earning targets in an every-down role. But remember, Dulcich already returned from injury once this year 
and was immediately thrust into the fire for two targets and only 11 snaps against the Chiefs before he was injured yet again. If he's active, I bet they throw Dulcich out there once again and hammer him with targets ASAP. And if that's the case, we need to be ahead of our league mates, especially in leagues where we lost Mark Andrews and are unable to get likely and sprinkle fab on Dulcich immediately. In terms of running backs, I'm targeting this week in deeper leagues. Last month at this time, Doug Peterson mentioned that he's definitely mindful, quote, of the wear and tear on Travis Etienne's body. And that's been made clear in two games out of Jacksonville's bye. Albeit in two blowouts, but Etienne hasn't handled over 60% of the backfield touches in these last two games. And this past week against the Titans, not only did Tank Bigsby fail to log a single snapper touch in the first half, although he eventually outtouched Dearness Johnson 9-8 to eight in the game, it was Johnson who handled two touches and three routes behind Etienne in those first two quarters. So it's very clear that if the team wants to limit Etienne moving forward and if Etienne is injured at any point, Dearness Johnson will get the lion's share of touches over Tank's Bigsby. And we need to be ahead of that on the back of our benches. Jeff Wilson is another player I'm open to stashing. If only because we saw this past week, not only Savon Ahmed get injured for the Dolphins, but Devon Achan re-aggravating the same knee injury he was slapped on into reserve for. Perhaps Achan returns in this upcoming game for the Dolphins, but at the same time, it's not a situation where we trust him in matchups where we're fighting to still make the fantasy playoffs. And if Achan is out for the foreseeable future, along with Ahmed, Jeff Wilson's the only other running back available right now for the Dolphins behind Raheem Mostert. So perhaps we luck into Wilson being a starter in the coming weeks if Mostert doesn't hold up to his current workload. And finally, for those who play Superflex Leagues, the Patriots benched Mac Jones before their bye and have been very mum on who's going to start for the team since they've returned. But Malik Cunningham's name was mentioned, and he's an interesting player. Like the Raiders starting Brian Hoyer earlier this year, all of us who play fantasy just skipped past Hoyer and picked up Aiden O'Connell instead because we know it doesn't matter if Hoyer starts. He's never going to get there for fantasy. And that's how we should be handling the situation with the Patriots. Even if Bailey Zappi were to start, he's never going to get there in fantasy. We should skip him and instead go to Cunningham, who was not only active in one game over Bailey Zappi as the team's direct backup earlier this year, but he has that rushing floor we covet, especially in two quarterback and super flex leagues. Cunningham led Louisville with 32 rushing touchdowns over his last two seasons and averaged 12.4 carries and 69.3 rushing yards per game in that span. If Cunningham is announced as a starter, he's arguably matchup proof and offers a rushing floor similar to Josh Dobbs that can sneak us in there as a fringe QB1 if only because he's consistently going to be running to the ball and providing those fantasy points through his legs. Reminder, the rest of the waiver wire column will be updated throughout the week and is available to you at 444.com in this short week. 
Have a happy holidays. Enjoy spending time with your friends and family. And while at the table, remember, be a little bit kinder. We'll see you next time.